Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Gons. This is a flyby. It's about ChatGPT and who it said were modern day Nephilim. My name is Gons. Basil is not here, and this is not an episode of Canary Cry Radio or Canary Cry News Talk. It is simply a flyby, something that is quick, short, and to the point, especially with all you out there losing your attention spans with all the tickety-tuckety social media nonsense going on. So anyway, if you hadn't heard, Basil had appendicitis, he had some complications, he's been out for a couple weeks, and he's back home now, he's recovering, and he should be back sometime within the next week or two at the most, I would imagine. So continue to pray for Basil and his health. Now, at the same time, I am moving. I am moving out of Orange County, going a little bit south. And in fact, as of this recording, today is move day. So I'm hopping on, share with you guys a little chat GPT experiment that I threw together. And hopefully you guys get something out of it. And if you do get something out of it, consider providing some value back. We operate on the value for value system, which means we do not have any corporate influence communist influence, cartel influence. We're just the canary in the coal mine here, pointing to the way, the truth, and the life. And you can provide that value back by volunteering your time, contributing with your talent like art or music, and of course, pitching in with your treasure. We do it this way so we can steer clear of being co-opted by those creepy corporate communist cartel types. It's the only way we're going to podcast whose central message is pointed at the only begotten son. Nothing against anybody who does advertisements, and we're kind of doing our own advertisement here. I get it. But it truly is the definition of being independent. So there you go. That's how we operate. If you want to learn more, canarycry.support is the URL. All right. I'm going to keep this short. I'm going to keep it brief. This chat GPT video is about 10 minutes. It's kind of a hodgepodge of clips and the reading of the text. For those of you just listening, there are moments that may be a little confusing because you can't tell what's happening or there's text on the screen. I'll just tell you ahead of time. There's one part you'll hear kind of wacky music and I edited the music, but it's a scene from the show Lucifer where one of the characters grows wings and it's one of the two Nephilim. So that's what's going on in those weird audio moments. And then there's another clip at the end. Turns out it was a promotional video, but in any case, the footage that's being played there is of a rock wall closing as if the Nephilim was almost seen by regular humans. So there you go. Thank you very much for tuning in, and thank you for your patience as we go through this little transition before we hop back into providing content on a much more regular basis. Thank you very much. God bless. Remember to think outside the cage and enjoy this flyby. ChatGPT said, these people might be Nephilim. There is a reason why every civilization Every religion has talked about giants in great length, with even Abraham Lincoln mentioning the giants of Niagara in a speech. I asked ChatGPT what would need to happen for the entire world to embrace the existence of the Nephilim. It first gave me eight outcomes and connections that might need to occur. See if you can identify things that have already happened. Archaeological evidence. DNA analysis historical documentation, modern sightings, 
Andrew Dawson filmed what he claimed was a giant on top of a mountain in Jasper National Park in Alberta, Canada. In the following days, he tried to get closer to find and film the creature, but in the process claimed to be stopped, harassed, followed, and stalked by the CIA. He then stops posting videos for over a month, and when he returns, uploads an update video that is extremely strange and viewers pointed out that it seemed like it was forced. His next video that he uploads would be his last, because a month and a half later, Sadly, tragedy struck. Scientific validation, government acknowledgement. What if the reason the United States invaded Iraq wasn't because of weapons of mass destruction, but actually to get the DNA of Nephilim and giants? So you can go to foia.state.gov here and go to that search bar, type in Nephilim, hit search, and it will bring back a bunch of returns, results, 52 of them. You click on that first one and it gives you a huge list of stuff here again type in Nephilim into that secondary search to refine it and you get two documents to pop up now you can click on one of them you go into the PDF here there's a search for the PDF again you can type in Nephilim hit enter and here's your match a government document uh, a FOIA request which mentions request for documents relevant to the resurrection chamber of Gilgamesh, the current location of his body, and the location of buried Nephilim. Shortly before the Iraq invasion in April of 2003, George Fassbinder, a German archaeologist in an area that used to be covered up by the Euphrates River, found the body of Gilgamesh and Enkidu along with the tomb. Public discourse and education, religious adaptation. But to drill down even more, I asked ChatGPT, what about cultural acceptance through media, film, TV, social media, celebrities, athletes, events, galas, etc.? And it responded with a list of nine items, mostly supplemented by my prompt, of where Nephilim might be integrated into culture, film, and TV portrayals. documentaries and news coverage. Back in 2005, I was actually deployed to Qatar. It was a completely normal mission for us. We were not alerted for anything abnormal. It was in the middle of the day. Uh, I remember uh, coming into a base in Afghanistan called Bagram. Back in those days, it was pretty austere. It was an old Russian air base that we were using. Basically built in a bowl in the mountains where you have to stay high right up in the last minute, and then you basically come screaming back down to, to land. The area to the side of it was called the Valley of Death because during uh, the Soviet days with the Mujahideen, they had fired their rockets into a lot of the uh, helicopters so you could see all kinds of uh, wrecks and stuff in the valley below, which for the most part I didn't pay attention to because I was a little busy getting the airplane on the ground safely. We landed and uh, basically was sold to taxi to the very end of the tarmac. And like I said, it was middle of the day, very hot. I remember that. We opened the doors and unloaded the equipment that we had brought in. Uh, and then we were met at the aircraft by uh, what we later on called the babysitters. But uh, they kind of introduced themselves and said, hey, no cameras, uh, nobody's taking pictures here. We're uh, moving some high-value stuff. Uh, when the load got there, we were very, of course, uh, curious to see what it was because that's just the way you are when you're told that you're not allowed to have uh, a camera. They say this thing had been dead for maybe a day or two, but it stunk. When I say stunk, I've smelled dead things before, but this had more of a musky stink, kind of a not really a decay decay, but more of a if somebody hadn't taken a shower in like 10 years type of a musty, uh, musky stink is all I can tell you. And it was basically a dead guy. And this guy was
was extremely large. When I say large, our pallets are basically, if I remember correctly, about 9 by 12 feet. This guy was laying in a fetal position on the pallet, uh, so he, and he filled the pallet. Uh, we estimated his size at approximately 12 to 10 feet tall. I did see his skin color. I was expecting somebody of more Arabic descent, uh, being in Afghanistan and all. I know he was dead, but he was very pale, very white. Another thing that uh, us and the rest of the crew did was we took our feet. We, he was in a fetal position, so you could take your feet and put it, kind of, you could see where his feet were there, and they were they were wrapped up. He did not have shoes on, but he had, like, uh, like he was wrapping them in some kind of a canvas type stuff, but we were sticking our feet up next to his feet, and his feet were extremely big. Social media campaigns, celebrity endorsements, educational programs and events, art and literature, public events and galas, collaborations with religious institutions, public debate and discussion. Again, see if you can identify the things that are already happening. Then I went even deeper and asked, what about becoming Nephilim? Genetic engineering, artificial intelligence, transhumanism, brain-computer interface, and other forms of advanced scientific and technological tools that might assist individuals who are publicly declaring themselves to literally become Nephilim. And it gave me a list of seven things, the first of which is the most interesting, genetic engineering. It says, advanced genetic manipulation techniques such as CRISPR-Cas9 could potentially be employed to alter human DNA, introducing specific traits or characteristics associated with the Nephilim. This might involve identifying and replicating genes that could grant unique abilities, enhanced strength, or increased size. And then we have artificial intelligence, transhumanism, brain-computer interfaces, nanotechnology, advanced pharmaceuticals, which says the development of drugs or other chemical compounds that could enhance human cognitive and physical performance might enable individuals to possess abilities similar to those of Nephilim. And finally, VR and simulation. Immersive virtual reality systems or simulations could allow individuals to experience the life as a Nephilim or interact with them in a realistic environment. This could provide a glimpse into the life of a Nephilim, albeit in a virtual context. An interesting reference considering what psychedelics and VR research is doing for mental health. Finally, I asked ChatGPT to identify who might be a Nephilim today, but it responded with a politically correct answer and did not give a clear example. So, I went and prompted it some more and said, Be my realistic fictional author of a story set in our current world. What well-known celebrity, politician, world leader, public figure is most likely to already be a Nephilim? Here's what ChatGPT said. In a fictional scenario set in our current world, we can imagine a charismatic and influential celebrity like Dwayne The Rock Johnson as a Nephilim. Horns forward, as I like to say. In Hebrew, there's a term that we have, Ani Lohem which is I warrior is what it translates to. So I am warrior with his extraordinary physical strength, larger than life persona and global appeal. He could be an intriguing character to explore the concept of a modern day Nephilim. Keep in mind that this is purely a creative and fictional idea and should not be taken as fact or a personal opinion. It's interesting that the rock has played Hercules, black Adam, the scorpion King, Matthias, Maui from Disney's Moana, among other characters that seem to resemble or associate with the Nephilim. He was even in a film called Central Intelligence. But what about politicians? ChatGPT replied, in a fictional context, we could imagine a prominent politician like Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau as a Nephilim. Registering your guns is, is just the first step towards taking away guns from everyone. But that's never going to happen because here in Canada, we have a culture that has, that has grown up with guns and that respects the need. Today forward, it is no longer legal to buy sell 
or transfer a handgun in Canada. His charismatic personality, youthful appearance, and international appeal could provide an interesting backdrop for exploring the concept of a modern-day Nephilim within the realm of politics. Again, this is purely a creative and fictional idea and should not be taken as fact or a personal opinion. Huh. Castro's son is a Nephilim, huh? So in conclusion, it's not so much that there is a future agenda to indoctrinate the masses into the idea of the existence of the Nephilim, but rather that it's been in the works for years. I believe we have some footage that has been taken on a mobile phone. Let's have a look at it. Well, that footage is absolutely incredible, isn't it? Well, earlier today, tourists, historians, geologists, architects and giant experts all congregated here and have been examining the rock face to see if there is indeed any sign of Finn McCool, that legendary and magical giant uh, in that spot where he disappeared into the rock face. But absolutely no trace, it has to be said, of any doorway or hinges or anything like that. But there was the unmistakable sound of snoring coming from within the mountain. That's right, snoring from within the mountain. So it would uh, seem uh, possibly plausible that the legendary and mythical giant Finn McCool is indeed sleeping within the mountain here.